The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. How are we doing, Chiefs Kingdom? And welcome to another episode, the fourth episode of the Great British Chiefs show with myself, Brad Simcox, and Arrow Headlines editor, Tom Childs again. How are we doing, bud? I'm doing well. Back here sooner than we thought we were going to be. Um, back yeah. weekly. So yeah, I'm, I'm very, very well. How are you? I'm very good, mate. Um, when you gave me the news that we were no longer a monthly show, we're now going to be a weekly show every mm-hmm. Saturday. We're going to be uh, we're going to be on the on the podcast recording. And I, I've got to say, we needed it. I'm sure we needed this because me and you, every time we've done a monthly show, it's like, oh god, we've got to wait for another month, and then we've got mm-hmm. to like see all this news headlines coming up about the Chiefs that we can't talk about, and everybody else is talking about it. And we've We've got a month to wait. It's yeah, just, uh, and it's just old felt- news by the time we get to it as well. Yeah, no, it's um, no, it's good. It's good. Like the pressure's on us now because a weekly show means we've got to produce a weekly podcast in the uh, deadest part of the NFL calendar. So, um, good luck to us. Yeah, in no the pressure. Weeks or so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no pressure at all. You know, um, fill the airtime with with just well, yeah, not much Chiefs news coming through at the moment. Well. Other than that, we've we've obviously had the the draft recently, and uh, I know the Chiefs have been signing some undrafted free agents. But like you say, there's not going to be much leading up to the preseason, is there? Where there's going to maybe be- we can do like a Eurovision podcast in two weeks' time. <laughs> we can do a Euro 2020 podcast. We can do all sorts. Is there any films coming out soon? Maybe we can go venture off that some- way. I don't know. Yeah, there's some if, movies. Maybe yeah. maybe if Patrick Mahomes releases a workout video, we can like dissect it frame by frame, you know, see how he's doing. I'm sure there's plenty of things we can keep ourselves occupied for the next six, seven weeks before. I suppose we, yeah, we, we, we could have uh, uh, like a a Mahomes led KC Royals kind of uh, segment on it. I mean, I don't know anything about baseball, but you know, Mahomes (laughs) is very much involved in KC Royals. So um, Mahomes might actually be involved in what I saw it today. There was a, um, (laughs) A racehorse today in the UK, the 1720 at Ripon, and the horse was called Showtime Mahomes. 
<laughs> that is phenomenal. Like we, there's a horse in the UK which is famous amongst Chiefs fans because it's called the Kansas City Chief. And every time it runs, someone always posts to Arrowheads Abroad about this horse that's going to run. Yeah. And every single time, every single Chiefs fans wax money on this on this <laughs> horse, and it never wins. It never gets anywhere near the uh, near no. the top runners. But this horse today, Showtime Mahomes, twenty to one, it was. So. Mm-hmm. Far from a favourite. So, to our American uh, viewers or listeners, I think that's what plus two thousand to you guys over there. Um, so it's uh, they weren't big favourites uh, by any means, but he finished second. He so, did all right. He, he yeah, big favourite. Right. He done all right. I should imagine they didn't win because he tried something stupid like I don't know a, a no look jump or, <laughs> or something. <laughs> You know, tried Look, at one point. It just the horse just stood up and started dusting itself down, giving it like the biceps and stuff like that. No look, jump. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that would that would have been fun. But uh, no, I, I, I never watch horse racing, but I know some of the lads that we know are, are, are big into it. And when they said that Showtime Mahomes was running, um, and we we all had to see out where it finished, didn't we? Yeah, um, exactly. So, but finished second, which is not bad. And it beat the favourite. Oh, don't bring that up, please. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we've got a we've got a packed show because uh, it's actually a longer show as well with these uh, weekly podcasts. So uh, it's great for the listeners. It's more effort for us to put in as well, isn't it? More stuff to talk about. It's a privilege. It's a privilege. It is a privilege. It is a privilege. And and me and Tom can talk for England anyway. So, uh, but yeah, we're going to be talking about um, obviously the, the draft. And our favourite draft picks, we're not going to go in depth, obviously, into each and each individual draft pick, but we're going to give you our favourite ones. And if you've been following Tom on Twitter, I think you already know who his favourite is already anyway, because he's been <laughs> writing about him ever since. But uh, yeah, so once we've done that, we'll be I'll also be treating Tom to a bit of a nickname session. Now, people obviously know that we kind of came up with the Legion of Zoom nickname, didn't we? You did. Um, So, um, yeah, I'm going to be going through what I'm going to be nicknaming the O-line this year. And I've got some suggestions, but I want the listeners to actually choose one. And hopefully this one can actually take off as well. (laughs) But anyway, we'll get to that in a minute. Also, we'll we'll be chatting about the the primetime schedule um, or the NFL schedule, the Chiefs schedule that's coming out. We'll we'll be looking at trying to guess the primetime games that will be coming up for the Chiefs. And we'll have a bit on uh, the whereabouts of Aaron Rodgers and the very strong link that he could be going to the Denver Broncos. So, but anyway, let's go back and let's reminisce about the draft because this draft, this this Chiefs draft has been getting a lot of praise and a lot of praise from uh, pundits that you wouldn't expect to give Chiefs. by any chance? Eh? Kit Bayless, by any chance? Kit Bayless changed his tune massively. He mm. loved the Chiefs draft, and as as we all do, and uh, he he obviously gave his thoughts on it. But um, we wanted to give you our our personal favourites out of these mm-hmm. out, out of these um, these these Chiefs players, these new shiny Chiefs that we've got. Do you want to go first, mate, with your because everybody knows who yours is because you've been writing about him. Yeah, for those who got those of you that didn't see my article on Arrowhead Pride earlier this week and who don't follow me, um, you'll be pleased to learn that my favourite draft pick was uh, Cornell Powell, uh, the wide receiver from yeah. Clemson. Um, I just 
I went back and watched some film now, and I am no way in hell a, a film guru, okay? But <laughs> like if me, I feel comfortable comfortable with watching any position, it tends to be pass catchers. And that, that's like where I'm in my comfort zone. And I, I thought, I'll leave Noah Gray to someone else. I'll watch Cornell Powell. And what when I turned it up, the tape on, I watched a couple of games all the way through. The first thing I noticed was that he was making plays and making plays that we don't see receivers tend to make in mm. this offense. Like we've seen yeah. flashes of the physical wide receiver play, some like Byron Bringle. We saw a play from Bringle, where I think he was against the Lions a couple of years ago when he caught the ball on a crossing route and he got bounced around by like several uh, Lions yeah, defenders and that. somehow down to the ball. The ball. Yeah. And I saw a couple of plays like that from Cornell Powell. We obviously saw the, the deep routes that we saw, like for example, like Sammy Watkins ran against the Titans. We saw that type of route. We just saw a mixture of everything that will offer something different to what Tyreek Kill and Travis Kelsey offers. He's mm-hmm. more of the traditional X type receiver, but I have to kind of control my excitement when it comes to it because he he is a fourth round pick. And there were several wide receivers taken before him. So I'm trying to like keep my excitement down because he could be the answer, but he has a really stacked wide receiver room to get through first. You've got Demarcus Robinson, McCole Harden and Byron Pringle. Then you've got Tajay Sharp, Antonio Callaway, all of these guys that they're bringing in um, to create a competition. So he's going to be, it's going to be stacked against him to, to get onto the field first and foremost, because he is a rookie wide receiver in Andy Reid's system. And the other reason for me to hold him back excitement is a certain receiver we drafted a few years ago in Jehu Chesson. Because when we drafted him, I remember the excitement around him. And then what did he do for the Chiefs? Yeah, he was a good special teamer. But in terms of making it onto the field as a receiver, there was absolutely nothing from him. So part of me is like, yes, we've got the answer at X receiver. Next year when Demarcus Robinson does eventually leave the Chiefs, because it will happen one day, he can be the guy to step in. But at the same time, I wouldn't be shocked if all his career turns out to be is to be a special teamer that gets on for mm. 15% of the snaps on offense and makes a play here and then and disappears because that's pretty much what it, his career was in the first four years at Clemson. It wasn't until his fifth year that he really started producing. And when he did get onto the field this year, he produced. And it's not like he was producing with Trevor Lawrence. His two biggest games outside of the, um, the the college playoffs were without Trevor Lawrence at quarterback. So he can yeah. produce with subpar, well, not subpar quarterback play, but the less backups. quarterback yeah, play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Backup, obviously. And he's very fortunate as well because he's going to a quarterback that will slim, sling him the rock. If he's open, not even if he's open, to be honest, if he's there, he will get he will get the ball thrown to if him. If he's on the field, he'll get it. He's definitely a favourable <laughs> position for him. And I hope that it really works for him. But I'm trying to temper my excitement just a little bit until we see something tangible in Andy Reid's offense in uh, the first few weeks of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think we all got quite excited by the pick because we were all desperate. We all thought the Chiefs were going to select a wide receiver at mm-hmm. the uh, the second round, didn't we? And as we were going obviously further into the rounds, I think a lot of us were thinking it's, it's probably not just gonna, it's probably just not going to happen. Now we're not going to yeah. pick anybody up as a wide receiver, but then. You know, to get somebody like him, and I, and I agree with you. I looked at the uh, the film afterwards, and 
I liked him. He seemed like a good presence mm-hmm. in that in that team. And he has a um, horrible. Sorry, he has a horrible tendency, though. Not a horrible tendency, because that that that's not me being unfair on him. But one thing I saw a few too many times of him, which I didn't like, was body catches. Um, not ah, right, not yeah. using the hands and like when he did use the hands, it was a hand hand catch, tuck it, play the phys- have the physical play. Just that one thing that I saw a few times, I thought that needs to yeah. stop because catching with your body is a dangerous game because if you don't catch it, that that thing's rebounding anywhere and yeah. that, it can be popped up. It happened to me when I played my amateur level once before. I tried to body catch completely missed the ball, ball popped up and it went for a pick six. So I've been there, I've seen it myself. <laughs> I've been victim of it. I've been I've been that guy. So that's the only tendency that I saw that I really didn't like. So from your experience coaching him, you would, you would, yeah, you would. Not that he should, no, I wouldn't say coaching him, Brad, because, <laughs> like, he should not take lessons from me. <laughs> like, Are you listening, Brett? Are you listening, Brett? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tom's um, offering to coach Cornell Powell. <laughs> imagine. Yeah. Arrowhead pride. I've, I've outgrown Arrowhead pride now. I've been doing these podcasts. I've, this is episode four. I'm done. I now need to go and coach with the Chiefs. I'm going to be the new wide receivers coach for Kansas City. Hi, well, I wish you luck, mate. I really do. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I agree. I, I like him as well. And, and I think I think you're right. We, the Chiefs fans really have to kind of suppress their excitement over it because he is kind of like the, the shiny new wide receiver. And we, we did have that with, with Hardman as well, didn't we? Yeah. Um, and we haven't really seen a lot from him yet. We've seen flashes, but not a lot from him yet. So hopefully it does pan out. Um, his physicality is, is definitely something that I like a lot as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I agree with you. He, he seems to be a, a bit of a steal at the moment, especially especially in the round he got. Um, my favourite pick. I actually had two originally um, because I was I was on and on between these two players, and, and I yeah, obviously yeah, I like I, I just want them all basically. Mm-hmm. But um, I really like the pick of uh, Noah Gray. I really liked him um, because the first highlight video I saw on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I got all my footage from. Um, as soon as I, I, I got that, I looked at him. I thought, he looks and moves just like Travis Kelsey. Yeah. And, and I stupidly put on Twitter, Kelsey 2.0. Okay. Right? Meaning that he was a carbon copy, not that he was the next level up from Travis Kelsey. Now, I got a lot, I got a lot of abuse for saying Kelsey 2.0. It was saying, he's not better than Kelsey. I was like, no, no, that's not what I meant. That's the only thing that could have made it worse is like, Kelsey Mac 2, <laughs> Noah Gray. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I should have said, he looks like a carbon copy of Travis Kelsey, but still needs work, that kind of thing, you know. Mm. But um, I, I did like him, but my, my absolute favorite pick was Nick Bolton. Yeah, the way that guy can just it, the speed of him to plug gaps, um, and also call the players as well. He seemed to be uh, on the same level, the same um, almost like telepathy with the other the other the other side of the ball with the you know the offenses he was facing. Yeah, he just seemed to not get um, tied down with uh, you know like the guard pulling away or anything like that he he would he would really kind of focus in on yeah, yeah. what the play was happening and diagnoses it really quickly really good yeah really effective and and he's got that quick speed straight away just to get to you know plug the gap that's needed or or, or make a play that's needed I think I don't know what it is as well I, it might just be the fact that it's the emotional side of it as well I, I get I'm quite emotional about obviously the Chiefs and stuff and Listening to his story and everything he's gone through in his life, 
Um, I think we've all seen that footage now, haven't we? Where I he was talking about. To be fair, have you not seen that? I haven't, and I'm sure some listeners haven't. Can you actually just enlighten me a little bit, please? Yeah, yeah. Well, basically, um, it's it's about his. Uh, you know, obviously, you get the um, the ones where he's been in high school and college career and all that kind of stuff. But um, it was uh, about his sister getting cancer. Oh, wow. I think she had a brain tumor or something. I think it was, um, and it was touch and go whether she was going to survive because she was quite an athletic person. Yeah. And, you know, very outgoing, very fit, very, you know, very, you know, very happy-go-lucky person. Mm-hmm. And um, because she had this brain tumour, it's obviously affected her, obviously, you know, with the surgery that she's had. Yeah. And she couldn't do the things that she used to do, that she used to really enjoy. Yeah. And Nick Bolton kind of took that and thought, you know what, I'm going to be the best I can be on mm-hmm. the field to make her proud, to, you know, to yeah. kind of take her on this journey with me. And it kind of, you know, it really kind of hits you in the feels. It really does. Yeah, of course. Um, and you kind of connect with a player like that when you think that guy's got a reason to be on the field. He's got that yeah, heart. Yeah. He's got that that fight to to be the best he can be. And there's also, now, fast forward. There's also another example, sorry to interrupt you, yeah, cool. another example of how sport can be almost like the perfect therapy for anything exactly. that's going on. It can be even as a spectator, just getting out of just getting out of the norm to go and concentrate on something else. That can be playing, that could be watching, spectating, writing about it, talking about sport. It's just I think it really goes undersaid, to be honest, that how important sport is in general to a lot of people like people turn around and say oh like when Arsenal lose when when I was younger I used to get really wound up when Arsenal lose and my mum would always turn around to me and goes it's only a game it's only a game (laughs) no it's not it's it's not just a game and and for some people it is much more than that and clearly in Nick Bolton's case it was not necessarily a break from the norm but it was something that helped him almost get something positive about a very negative situation. Exactly. Exactly. And he's clearly used sport for the better. And I'm sure his sister's immensely proud of what he's managed to achieve. Exactly. Well, I mean, just touching on what you were saying there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, sport can be, uh, can really contribute to your, your mental health. It really can. Of course it can. Um, I maintain, I maintain this, sorry to go off on a little bit of a tangent, that gym memberships should be given out as prescriptions. Exactly. Because it, like, because going out, like if, if you've got problems with mental health, just going out for half an hour and exercising or going to a gym and working out, you will like all the, like, I don't know, the chemicals, I don't know if it's endorphins or wh- whatever it is. I don't know the science behind it, but it certainly does something for you. So I, I, I'll say this to anyone on listening to this podcast now, sorry to go heavy again, but if you're feeling like go out, go for a run, yeah. Go for a walk. Just throw a ball around. Do, go yeah. watch a football game. Go. I don't know. Yeah. Do anything, and you you will feel better for sure. Yeah, and and I think it's it's proven recently as well that obviously with everything that was happening with COVID and you know the lockdowns that were happening and stuff like that, and and sport was kind of sporting events were being minimised at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of it did kind of affect a few people because you know, sport is a big thing in people's lives, and yeah. we get invested as fans in these sports and yeah. we've been quite fortunate obviously that the NFL was continuing and obviously the English Premier League over here they were continuing as well but yeah. obviously behind closed doors weren't they with no fans or anything but we could still watch it on TV and you know it, it kind of sport can get you through the difficult times like you said of course it can. Um, 
And but anyway, Nick go on. And Nick Bolton now, and now he's he, yeah. he's he's channeled that, and now he's making a career. He's making a living and making his his family's living much better for the for the rest of his first of his days. Exactly. There's a second part to this though, because as he was doing this, and as he was being the uh, the, the player that he wanted to be to make his sister proud, his mum got cancer as well. Oh no. Yeah. Um, now they both survived, which yeah. is great. Um, but obviously during that time, you just really don't know which way it's going to go. No, of course. And, you know, um, I think, like you said, for his own mental health and his whole, his own kind of strength and, and being that strength for his family, he just found football. And yeah. for me, yeah, all the attributes aside, all the skills that he's got in playing the game, I think a lot of it, I think this pick really has been down to Brett Veach thinking this guy has got a reason. Yeah, he's got a yeah. big reason to be on that field and be a, you know, a, be a, a, hopefully one day a Super Bowl champion. You yeah, know? of course. And that's um, what you kind of expect out of linebackers anyway. Exactly. Like yeah, you, you want like think about DJ. DJ was an emotion, an emotional guy. He's, yeah, he's he was. Look at some of the other uh, linebackers, like Luke Keekley, for example. Okay, he's yeah. retired now, but like just big energy, big character guys. And I like the look of him. I do like, he's a run stuffer. Obviously there are question marks about him in past coverage, which isn't great in the, the modern day NFL, the 2021 mm. version of, of football. Well, that's but coachable though, isn't it? It's coach, hopefully it's coachable. Hopefully it's coachable. But I look at the guys potentially the replacement for Anthony Hitchens. We don't know. The Chiefs do love Anthony Hitchens. They have gone yeah. under contract for two more years, but They've invested now heavily in in the linebacker position. They've two second round picks in the last two years, so they're, they're, it's, it's mm-hmm. clearly a position that the Chiefs take very seriously. And hopefully, in Bolton and Willie Gay, you've got most of that position sorted. Maybe not in 2021 because they're both still quite raw, but after that, it's a yeah. good. Is they're good picks in the terms of building for the future, which was pretty much the theme for the whole draft. Moving on into the draft as well, the um, Chiefs. Clearly, um, a lot of fans were thinking that they were going to be going, you know, looking for some O-line talent in there as well. And they seem to get some absolute gems mm-hmm. quite late as well, didn't they? Um, you know, Creed Humphrey is, far as I'm aware, is the best centre uh, out of college. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Chiefs managed to pick him up in, what round was it? Was the fourth? Round. Was round it? No, that was the second round. That was the second round. That was five picks after. Um, oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that now. remember that. So you know we've 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 obviously got Creed Creed Humphrey in there, which um, you know he's going to be he's going to be an exceptional player mm-hmm. um, from what we've seen, and uh, he's looking at the Chiefs team now that they've managed to plug the gap, uh, plug those gaps with the O line. You've got some experience there as well. He's going to learn from, yeah, um, and and it's going to be key for his development. Uh, I'm trying to the name escapes me. The other one, uh, Smith, Trey is Smith. it? Yeah, Trey Smith, Trey Smith. Um, yeah, another one. Um, again, he's another player that has a reason to be on the field because he had them, um, you know, th- those issues that he had with blood clots and things like that um, in his in his college career. And again, he's got he's got the he's got the fight, he's got the talent, he's got the belief in himself to prove everybody wrong. All those teams that that, that passed on him, yeah, you know, getting up to the sixth round, he's he's using that as ammunition. Of course, he is. I love that. And that's what I love about about these players that they've selected. They've got these these players that have an emotional attachment to the game as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably why that's one that's really going to sort out 
the men from the boys, I think. I don't know what you think about that. I don't know what to say to that, to be honest. It's so <laughs> emotional, isn't it? Yeah, it's a highly emotional show. And you basically wow. sat around and said that any of the guys that get cut out of the 53 are basically <laughs> children. So um, if you uh, want Brad's address, come see me. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know. No, um, yeah, Nick, let's have your nicknames. Let's line this up a little bit because we're well, yeah. happy, being happier, guys. And um, that's enough heavy chat for us. I want to hear these yeah. nicknames. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously the, the, the nickname that we were kind of um, famous for, let's say, kind of a big deal, um, was obviously the Legion of Zoom. That was the wide receiving call, wasn't it, for the Chiefs? Yeah. yeah. Now, um, I, I've got to tell you something. <laughs> I don't know why I did this, but I did it. Somebody kept sitting there. Lots of people kept saying to me, why didn't you trademark the, the, the Legion of Zoom nickname? No. And I was like, well, you know, I just uh, just didn't really think that, you know, it was something I should do because I'm not planning on creating anything out of it or selling anything out of it, you know, that kind of thing or making money out of it. I, I just don't know why I would want to do it. And it was one of those cold, rainy nights. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like the night that I started Arrowheads Abroad when I was just sat at home, bored on my own, and I thought I'm just going to make a Twitter account? Yeah, cold, rainy night. I think it might have been December. And I was just thinking, do you know what? I should probably kind of look into the trademark kind of thing. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so I started I filling in the wife. forms and having a look and I'm thinking, well, there's no other trademark out there with Legion of Zoom nickname on it. And I went ahead and did it. And I've now in my hand, it's actually arrived today, the certificate trademark of Legion of Zoom. <laughs> No, really. do you know why? Do you know why I only got it for? Why is just that? to frame it on the wall. <laughs> so, so right. Is this trademark worldwide? Is this just? No, no. This is just UK. Just, just UK. UK. So, yeah, yeah. you in the UK, you are recognised as the owner of the term Legion of Zoom. Is that is? Yeah. So when you feel, <laughs> I can't believe you've done this. I'm, I'm the daddy of it, man. You've been down the floor. <laughs> I've done the form and everything. So unprofessional. So when you filled out the form, did you have to put details about the Chiefs in there? Or did no. You just, just no, no. Just, you just had to put on, um, obviously, the caption. Yeah. And you had to put, I think I had to put it in two different forms, one in lowercase and one in uppercase. Okay. And there was things that you to tick on there that you could, you know, if you wanted to sell it on, I don't know, merchandise or whatever, like that. I just yeah, put yeah, a, few, yeah. a few ticks. So I don't know, put about <laughs> three can ticks. You monetize the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. So basically, Baby clothes. What, what you're saying is that if the Chiefs do eventually come to London again to play a game, you're going to have yeah. them over a barrel if they decide to use the term <laughs> Legion of Zoo. <laughs> we stood there with my lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Stood there in the in like the the commentary booth. Mitch Alters, don't you say it? Don't you say it? Yeah. Say it. You owe me money. <laughs> no, it doesn't go that far. Uh, do you know what? I think this might be the peak of this show. We could do this show for another year, and that just might be the peak of the whole thing. I can't believe. Well, no, I can. I know you, Brad. I I can believe you done that. I don't know how you have a wife. I really don't. Um, <laughs> How she hasn't left you, I do not know. But <laughs> fair play, you, you now own Legion of Zoom term in, in the United Kingdom, which is excellent, excellent. Anyway, That's a quid you owe me. Let's hear these O-line names. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. So, yeah. So, obviously, the nickname 
um, I, ca- I came up with some ideas. I've been just been jotting a few down, right? Um, because I thought this shiny new airline it needs it needs bigging up because this this is probably one of the best looking airlines that we've had in a long, long, long time. Long. Yeah, we mentioned that in the last show, didn't we? About um, you know um, waters and shields and everybody like that. You know that that all line was magnificent. But so I, I, I jotted a few down. <laughs> some of them are crazy, crazy bad. But it might be a little golden nugget in here. So the first one I looked at, I jotted down, was the KC Corral. No. Yeah, I know. Uh, because I looked at what a corral was. It was like a little wall or something like that. I don't know. So, uh, yeah. Then I thought of the Great Barrier Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Oh, I'm going full on Vince Carter. It's over. It's over. <laughs> oh, it's not. It's Done. done. Do you not like that? The Great Barrier Chief. Stop saying it. Stop saying it. I don't want any (laughs) more. What's wrong with that? No, that's amazing. That is good, isn't it? That's amazing. I no, that's it. I'm saying it's over. I don't even want to hear the other ones. <laughs> that is amazing. Oh, Patrick, Great Barrier Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes behind the Great Barrier Chiefs. <laughs> you can just hear Mitch saying it now, can't you? You can. Oh my god. <laughs> and I, I I've got one on here, but I think this might have already been mentioned. I'm not sure, but correct me if I'm wrong. If anybody has brought this up before. Correct me if I like, obviously let me know. But the Department of Mahomesland Security. Well, that's clearly a mouthful, so that's a no. Yeah, the Department of Mahomesland Security. I can't even say it now. Mm. Um, and then I got to get, I got, I got into my favorite ones. Now, I've looked in one of them, which is called Ministry of Velocity. No. Uh, and I found out it was actually a games company somewhere, so I can't no. use that. No, you're gonna have then to just found... go to top Great Barrier Chiefs. <laughs> Great Barrier Chiefs. Then <laughs> this is my favourite, the Ministry of Security. No, no, no. I'm not. A, I'm not a massive fan of the word ministry. Ministry, no. Yeah. no so you don't even like the Ministry of Artillery, no. No, no. Okay. No. Um, that's an anti-climax, isn't it? <laughs> it was a bit of an anti-climax, actually, yeah. Yeah, it was a bit, yeah. Like this show um, early. Um, <laughs> but I also thought it was a bit, bit of a British connection. Now, there's a theory around, behind this one as well. Okay. And it's quite chiefsy when you think about it. Okay. The Red Arrows. Nah. Because they fly in formation. Yeah, I, I get it, but no. Arrows, Chiefs, Arrowhead, no. no. No, no, I'm not liking that. It'd be, and like, now I looked it'd, be like the, it'd be like the Oregon Ducks calling their offensive line the flying V, wouldn't it? Like, <laughs> it's, um, well, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll put it to a vote. Put it in the comments. Give us a five-star review if you like the show and let us know your favourite um, nickname. But it has to be Great Barrier Chiefs. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. I can just Great Barrier it. Chiefs. I can just see it now. I can see it now. <laughs> What you're saying is I should trademark it now. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, do, it. do it. In the States this time. <laughs> let us know at the Arrowhead Pride Twitter page or Facebook page. Um, and let us know which, which is your favourite. Uh, clearly, we know what Tom's 
favorite is. Anyway, let's uh, let's have a quick break over that, mate. After all that excitement, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll be back soon, um, and we'll be discussing obviously the uh, the schedule, the primetime picks that we or the guesses that we'll be picking for primetime games, and obviously Aaron Rodgers going to the Denver Broncos possibly. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome back to the Great British Chiefs show with myself, Brad Simcox, and Tom Childs. Um, hope you enjoyed the first half of the show, which was, uh, yeah, it was very up and down, wasn't it, mate? <laughs> yeah, a bit of a roller coaster. We went full on Mick Hucknall there. It wasn't Mick Hucknall at all. It was um, Simply Red did in the video, Americans, by the way, who will not have a clue what, what are you talking about. about? <laughs> but I kind of get that when I listen to some American podcasts and they start talking about music, it all goes over my head. But, anyways, I didn't mean to talk about Mick Hucknell. I meant to talk about Ronan Keating. Like the first part of the show was a bit of a roller coaster, wasn't it? Yes, it was, mate. We got there in the end. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I apologize to that re- for that really obscure reference, by the way. Anyone in Kansas City, I really apologize. <laughs> Very British reference there, mate. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's. Um, obviously, the, um, the schedule is going to be coming out on Wednesday next week, mm-hmm. and we're really looking forward to it because it means that we got we can plan a lot of things as well, doesn't yeah. it? Um, we're really looking forward to to uh, getting some venues booked as well with uh, the UK Chiefs fans over here. But this, as we're looking at the the schedule, we're going to be looking at what we think is going to be the primetime games. Now, we originally thought we were just going to choose three primetime games that we thought that uh, were going to happen as part of the schedule. But are we going to, are we going to push for like six or seven, you think? I think so, because I think, I think it's inevitable that the Chiefs are going to be playing in at least six primetime games. Like well, of with, course. The, with the addition of the 17th game, it's also opened up another TV slot. So now the NFL has increased the amount of primetime games that each club can have from six to seven. And Mahomes being the biggest prize of them all in American football, I think it's inevitable that he will be playing on primetime seven times. So I think... I would say that. Let's let's see if we can hazard a guess and see if we can get all seven. I think we can. Yeah. I think we can. There's there's a couple. There's a couple of teams where maybe not, but I think with stadiums opening and et cetera, et cetera, I think this is going to be a semi-easy thing to predict. All right, let's uh, let's let's have a look at the schedule. And so, um, let's have a look. So, uh, do you want to go through them all each by 
or, or are we just going to pick the three that we think or oh, there's six or pick seven the three each. I, I, we can't sit here and go through 17 games we just can't do that it's, no, no, no. like it's people have lives we need to send them on their merry way we can't sit <laughs> through 17 games it's just it, uh, i'll go first with with one on, okay and the first one is going to be the dallas cowboys at arrowhead patrick mahomes versus dak prescott the okay. money quarterback game. Dak Prescott's obviously been injured. He's coming back. Cowboys should be a better team because of his return. He got yeah. his big contract in the in the offseason. Patrick Holmes got his big contract in the offseason before. I just think it's inevitable because the rest of the NFC East is pretty meh. Like it, yeah. there's some there's it's like good teams in it. Like Washington are an okay team. But mm. in terms of like flashing a pan, this is the the matchup. I don't think you're going to get New York Giants versus the Chiefs. I don't think you're going to get Washington football team versus the Chiefs. I don't think you're going to get Philadelphia Eagles, even with the Andy Reid connection. I don't think that's going to happen. So I do predict an NFC East clash, and I do predict that it's going to be Kansas City versus the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Well, I'm actually going to choose, and I can't believe I'm going to choose this because I've, I've been lambasting them for a long time. Cleveland Browns at Arrowhead Stadium. Why not? Why not? Why not? Exactly. Like it, 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 it brought one of the best uh, like postseason games last year, didn't it? Of course, yeah. You know, right down to the death. You know, it was uh, Baker Mayfield versus Patrick Mahomes. Such a tight game. You know, there was there was uh, a a big big game to win as well, wasn't it? For either of those teams, Chad Henney, all that, all that. Exactly. You know, why wouldn't you want to watch that again? And especially the uh, the improvement that I think Cleveland Browns have made, especially in the draft this year as well. Yeah, they're going to be a team to watch. Um, and I, I honestly think that the Browns are going to be one of those teams that we're going to meet quite often because of the Baker Mayfield and Mahomes connection. Yeah. So yeah. I think the Browns is definitely going to be one of those uh, prime time games. It doesn't sound prime time. Like it, it, in terms of I saw, it's a horrible matchup because those uniforms do not go well against each other in any way, shape, or form, and they should not be given the prime time. The red versus orange look, or but <laughs> in terms of what you're actually going to see, brilliant. Baker Mayfield, Patrick Mahomes, the Browns, like all these young AFC quarterbacks, they're going to want to push them as much as because it is the future isn't it the future of the league is in the AFC quarterback so yeah I'm all for it I agree right my second one Los Angeles Chargers the Chargers at or in rather Los Angeles because they've got the brand new stadium and actually I'm going to say one more thing I think it's just a bold prediction that will be our season opener on Monday Night Football yeah as that's what I'm predicting. Monday night football season opener, Los Angeles Chargers opening their stadium to yeah. with fans, opening it properly rather, two fans, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes. Pwah, take that. Again. It's like what you're saying. Yeah. Quarterbacks of the future. That's that's exactly. what they're going to be going for, isn't it? Exactly. Justin Herbert. Yeah, I can see that actually. When you first said it, I thought I thought of the Chargers of old, and I thought, oh God, here we go again. We're going to be opening up against the Chargers. I can see it. Yeah, I can see that. And I think, again, Chargers are ones to watch. They're going to be like, I, I hate the fact that we've fallen victim to this, but yeah. <laughs> the off-season Chargers hype is real. It is a real thing. And like <laughs> like every single year, you get analysts, oh, oh the Chargers are going to win the AFC West this year. And whilst I won't go that far, I do think they're going to be a really good team. 
And I, we will have oh. podcasts where we will go into and we'll break down every single team, what we think of them. But right now, Justin Herbert is like, he's legit. He really is legit. And they're going to be a good team. And I just think, I think the NFL would be fools not to put Herbert versus Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I've got, I'm trying to think what I put now. Um, Buffalo Bills. Same formula. Same formula. Again. It's a really boring podcast, isn't it? It is actually, yeah. (laughs) Without actually realising it, we're all going, do you know what? It's the young quarterbacks of the future that that, that are going to get the uh, the primetime games. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to go a little bit further off piece with that, with my third pick. Um, but I'll, I'll come to that in a minute. But yeah, the Bills, I mean, again, they're, they're one of those up-and-coming teams. They're exciting to watch. Um, they've got a great offense. Um, two offenses together like that on the field is going to be um, dynamite. I, mm-hmm. I can just feel like it's going to be a dynamite kind of game. And as well, there's going to be a lot riding on it because of what happened in the um, in, in the playoffs yeah. between the Chiefs last year. It's going to be an exciting matchup. And, they're going to uh, want yeah. revenge, really, aren't they? Because they kind of got their backsides yeah. handed to them by the Chiefs twice. Like the Chiefs exactly. didn't really get out of second gear last year when playing, yeah. when playing the Bills. And so that must have been embarrassing for them because they've been tipped all season to be the challenger to the Chiefs. And then when it got to the AFC Championship game, they didn't really put up any they didn't fight. Really. Like, no, they didn't. like It was an even easier game than the Titans the year before. It was it, it was such a, a nothing contest by by half time that yeah. the Bills won't have enjoyed how their season ended and they will be out for revenge because, again, the Chiefs are the team with the target in, on their back in the AFC. Yeah, exactly that. What's your third pick, mate? Do you know what? I'm going to let you go because I think we're going to go for the for these two teams for the exact same reason. Yeah. And I think it's been a bit of a talking point yeah. over the last few days. I've gone with... The Green Bay Packers. Surprise, surprise. My theory was correct, correct. yeah. Green Bay Packers. um, Everybody wants to see, and it seems like the NFL is trying to shoehorn it, as you said in the previous show, shoehorn it into the fans that we've got to have a Mahomes versus Rodgers matchup. Yeah. Now, um, that leads us kind of swiftly on to the the last section (laughs) of this show. Mm -hmm. What is actually going to happen with Rodgers? Because are we going to have that matchup at all? The question is, are we going to get Aaron Rodgers versus Kansas City or versus Mahomes with Rodgers in a Green Bay uniform? Are we going to get Mahomes versus Aaron Rodgers with Aaron Rodgers in a Denver uniform, which means we get that twice? Or are we not going to get it at all? Or are we just, if we want our helping of Aaron Rodgers, are we going to have to like tune into Jeopardy? Like that's that's the big questions. Like I'm not going to lie. I've done some crossing into enemy territory this week and I've been listening to some Denver Denver Broncos based podcasts. Oh, they're excited. And they are convinced. Like I tell you, they are convinced it's going to happen. They've got so much faith in John Elway to get it done because of the history of them going after big ticket quarterbacks. And that honestly, they are beyond themselves in excitement. And I understand why, because the Denver Broncos are a loaded team and adding Aaron Rodgers to that would be a really bad thing for the Chiefs. Like as everyone says, oh, we've got Mahomes, we shouldn't be scared of Aaron Rodgers. 
but we really want those bi that bye week. We need yeah. that bye week. It's like such a big deal now to be the first seed in the AFC. Yes, Aaron Rodgers might come to the division and we might win the AFC West, but there's a good chance we wouldn't get the first seed because look at the Bills division, for example. Mm-hmm. They're going to be able to beat up on their division all year. It's improved, but they should be able to beat up on their division. And if you've got one loss to Mah- uh, one loss to Aaron Rodgers, you've got one loss to Justin Herbert, all of a sudden the chances of getting that by mm-hmm. decrease quite quickly. And so I, I just feel like, yes, the challenge would be great, but why not just have an easy route to the playoffs? Like, why does it have to be hard? Why do we need Mahomes to prove himself? Because no yeah. one cares when you've got that ring on your finger. Like, exactly. No one cares. No one cares about a cupcake schedule during the um, the regular season. So yeah. why not have it easy? And so the exactly. last thing we want as Chiefs fans is Aaron Rodgers coming to the division. I don't think it will happen personally. I don't think the Packers will allow it to happen. I no. don't know how this plays out, whether it's Aaron Rodgers retiring, Aaron Rodgers getting a massive contract. The Packers trading away Jordan Love, like like I don't know how it happens, uh, how it happens, but I just don't think the Packers organization can get away with trading Aaron Rodgers mm. six months after an MVP season. I just, I, I it's not like Brett Brett Favre wasn't an MVP when they traded him, and Aaron mm. Rodgers had proven a lot more than say Jordan Love had um, when he was coming. It's it's like people say the similarities. Yes, there are similarities. But it's not the same. It's not the same. He like Aaron Rodgers had had snaps. Aaron Rodgers was more proven of a college player than Jordan Love. Um, so, and Brett Favre wasn't an MVP. So I've, I think there would be a riot in Green Bay if they do trade away Aaron Rodgers. And that's that's the main reason I don't think it's going to happen. But if yeah. it does happen, please don't let it happen that he goes to Denver because I I can't be dealing with that. Uh, it, it it's been quite a messy affair, really, hasn't it? Everything's all the the dirty laundry's been aired in public, and um, I think I read somewhere as well that um, you know Rogers can't even even um, you know retire. You can't threaten to retire because apparently he, I think he, he would owe the Packers to like twenty eight million. No, that doesn't mean anything to him. Yes, he but, can exactly. Retire. You know, he I mean, he's he's got like, things lined up, he doesn't retire. he? He's made like two hundred million yeah. or something crazy, and he's he can afford that. If he wants twenty eight million, man, does, does Aaron Rodgers really come across as, a guy, as the type of guy that that would let him bother him? I just don't. I, don't know. I just don't. I, I don't. It's a lot of even with two hundred million in the bank, twenty eight million is a big chunk of chunk yeah, of cheese that you don't want to be losing. But you know the way yeah, the maybe. way it's been played out, there's obviously a lot of animosity there that um, that, that nobody can get away from, and there seems to be leaked leaked comments about, you know, Zoom calls and name calling. And, yeah. you know, it just seems very messy. If it does seem back would never do that. Never. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Our quarterback would never do that. Yeah. But it, it just seems as though it, it's, there's, it's the end of the road, doesn't it? It already seems like it's the end of the road. There's no way I, back from this. I don't. I, I think there is a way back. And I do think the way back is him staying in Green Bay and getting paid a hell of a lot of money. Really? I, <laughs> when push comes to shove, I think the Packers will make the right decision and choose Aaron Rodgers over Jordan Love. Yeah, and yeah I think they've got to. They have to. They simply have to. They can't. Yeah. They're, they're, they're contenders right now. They're contenders. The NFC is weak. If they if they trade away Aaron Rodgers and have Jordan Love, that's it. They're not contenders this year. 
Yeah. Why not? Like the NFC, what you've got like two or three teams, maybe it's not, it's not as stacked as the AFC. It just doesn't make sense. But just in case it does happen, just in case I've picked the Denver Broncos on the road as one of the primetime games. Oh, have you know, just in case, (laughs) just in case. And I think, and I do think that the NFL are going to hedge their bets and, and the TV networks. And one of them is going to gobble that game up. And and put it on prime. It'll be the wrong game. Just, just in case. Like they could be getting Teddy Bridgewater versus Patrick Mahomes, but at the same time, they could be getting Patrick Mahomes versus Aaron Rodgers. So yeah, I've gone for the Broncos away. Which leaves us one slot, Brad. One slot. Is it? There's some there's some games here that you think, oh, surely that's got to go into it. Lamar Jackson versus Patrick Mahomes. That makes sense. Andy yeah, Reid going that already though. Andy Reid going back to Philadelphia, that there's an argument to be made mm. for that. Steelers coming to Arrowhead, there's an argument yeah. to be made for that. But that's not the game I'm going for. I'm going for the Las Vegas Raiders versus the Chiefs in Las Vegas on yeah. Thanksgiving. That's what I'm going for. I'm going for Thanksgiving that game. game. Yeah, Thanksgiving. Overdue a Thanksgiving game, by the way, the Chiefs. We are actually, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm going for that, which means obviously the, uh, the Baltimore Ravens game won't be on prime time. But I've got a prediction for that game as well. I think CBS will protect will protect that game, and then really? like that one. They're the nine twenty five games later in the season that they protect. They've done it before. They they protected games. I think they protected um, Patriots versus Chiefs uh, a couple of seasons ago, the Super Bowl year. Yeah, it was the game when um, all the baggage was late. And oh, that one! The, the yeah, Chiefs almost had to play in their pants and vests like that. That game. <laughs> yeah, when 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 Belichick re- re-diverted the plane. That yeah, one. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think I'm convinced got- it was him. Yeah, I've got the seven, and I, I, I'm fairly confident about our seven games. Yeah, I would say so. I would say so. I think I think you're right. I think the Raiders has got to be one of those games because you know, week five champions against the uh, you know the Super Bowl <laughs> um, Super Bowl runners up. It's going to be a bit of a mouthwatering matchup, isn't it? Hundred <laughs> <100%, yeah. laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I don't think many Raiders fans listen to this show, so um, yeah, that's fine. I- don't you believe it? I bet they do. I'll know a few. I'll know a few. They're always in my mentions. Right then. I think that's everything we've got time for this week, mate. Um, it's been a pleasure this week. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. I think it's been one of our best shows so far. Yeah. <laughs> if I must blow my own trumpet, then I agree. Yeah, I think it is, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if anybody's got to the end of this, fair play to them. So if you've enjoyed the show, please give us a review. A lovely five-star review would be fantastic. If you want more content, there's other shows available on the Arrowhead Pride Network. And we'll be back again a week on Saturday. And all that's left to say is, from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon.